Welcome to Agape Ministries Podcasts, a whole new way of thinking. Episode 177, part two of the talk given by Sue Whitehead, entitled Walking in the Spirit. discussion with Charles I always my apologize to him eventually um, actually the first time I was after I'd met the Lord and we had a row um, and afterwards I said I'm sorry to Charles and he said what and I said I'm really sorry about that Charles darling he said what you're sorry and I said yes he said we have been married more than 12 years and you have never been in the wrong before. <laughs> and I said, well, maybe I wasn't. And he said, yes, you were. <laughs> but you have never apologized. So now, not only do I apologize to Charles when there's been a bit of a discussion, I also say I'm sorry to the Lord that, in fact, his presence has been, it's like, stop that. In fact, I even remember myself saying to the Lord, <laughs> Lord, I know I'm going to be sorry about this in about half an hour, but I am enjoying myself at the moment. <laughs> and I think, no, it's quite, not quite exactly, I shouldn't be telling you that because that's not walking in spirit. But if you find yourself doing that, the Lord knows us so well. He knows our limitations. He knows our nature. He knows everything. We can't surprise him. So we just have to be confident that he's going to love us and be with us. And yes, good girl, you said you were sorry. That's a start. He said, try and be sorry before it happens next time, and then maybe you won't do it. So I'm working on that one. But in the message again, in Romans 12, it says, if you preach, just preach God's message, nothing else. If you help, just help. Don't try to take over. If you teach, stick to the teaching. If you give encouraging guidance, be careful that you don't get bossy. I like that one. Sorry, Lord. If you're put in charge, don't manipulate. If you're called to give aid to people in distress, keep your eyes open and be quick to respond. If you work with the disadvantaged, don't let yourself get irritated by them or depressed by them, but keep a smile on your face. You know, that's really, really helpful to me because I know I tend to be helpful, but this is the best way to do it, you know, and if you do it this way, it'll be much better. And I remember when we were running Celebrate in Ilfracu and Anne Nolan, who's here this weekend, um, she and I always did the reception together and I'd sort of set it out. And I mean, we were booking in about one and a half thousand people. So there had to be a system and everything. And after about the third year when Anne was doing it with me, I used to, somebody would come and I'd recognize them. And I'd say to Anne, oh, their, their envelope is, is like over there. And, and she'd go and get it, bless her. And after about, <laughs> she said to me on the second day and she said, I've been doing it for a bit now. I do know how to do it. You can trust me, I know. And I thought, I'm really being bossy. So although I'm trying to be helpful, actually, I'm not giving her space to do the job. 
because I know better. I know how to do it. And so that's something else which we should do. Don't, and don't try and manipulate when you're trying to help people. Don't manipulate them, so things. It's really practical. And this is from the word of God. Don't do these things. Just be what God wants us to be. Let him be free within us. I bought, my, I bought a copy of this. This is, in, this is in the bookshop here. This is the book which um, uh, somebody, I think somebody said earlier, the Good News magazine which comes out. I've been writing a, a, a little article chapter in it um, since it, well, for years and years and years. Uh, and after I'd been doing these, of which there are probably over 100, Somebody said to me once, why don't we put them in to make a book? You know, and they're all very short, a page or a page and a half at most. Um, so we made a book of it. And as I write under the other half, because that's how people knew me, like Charles was Charles and I was the other half. So that was okay and I was happy with that. Um, and so this little book has been there. And in fact, ta-da, announcement. I've written enough more to make another book. So hopefully, in about four weeks' time, the second book's going to come out. But the second book is going to be called Let His Light Shine, because it's all about the presence of Christ within us. It's still all, all the articles, but we're putting all the banners from Celebrate in it as well. So it'd be, in here, it's doodles that I've written. Anyway, if you wanted it. What, I'm not flogging this, but I'm, I've written in my notes to say that, actually, it's only stories of how God has spoken to me in everyday happenings. That's what this book is. Some of the stories are really quite short. My, my younger son had the audacity to say, it's a very good book to have in the bathroom. Because if you're only going to be there for a short time on the loo, you can just read a bit. But if you want to stay longer, there'll be longer articles to read through. It's very easy, very light, but it's all about God speaking to me and me just writing down something that he's saying. They're not necessarily earth-shattering revelations. I mean, they're just stories, but they're a hints of what God sees in me that needs changing. And as I've heard him, so things, and that's why they were important to me because they were teaching me about myself, but they were also teaching me about God and what He wanted and what He thought. I mean, just amazing that all these years He just keeps nudging me, and that's what this seminar is really about. It's to say He is with us all the time and He nudges us, He does nudge us, and sometimes we hear it and sometimes we don't. Mostly, he's nudging me because I need to change. That's, to be honest, I really need to change. But you know, when he points it out, he'll help me achieve it. Because he never calls us to do anything which he won't then help us to do. He will equip us to do it. He knows the person that he created me to be. He knows my potential that I could become that person. And he longs to help me into that. I remember we have uh, Lucy's first, she's now 51 years old, and Adam was just a year later, he's 50. And um, 
I remember Lucy was quite a pretty little baby and really very good little girl, you know, very girly and everything. And then when Adam came, I remember my mother took one look at him, bless her, and she, she just looked at him and she loved him very much and she just said, hmm, he's got potential, she said, <laughs> which was the nicest thing she felt. He's lovely. I mean, he's a great guy. He's now a headmaster and whatever, but I mean, he's, he's just a lovely guy. But that was had a bit of trouble comparing him with the previous beautiful child. It's like, hmm, he's got potential. Well, you know, God knows we've all got potential. We're all there to move into the person he created because he had a plan that we would be something. And he has loved us through all our life and he longs to bring us to that moment when we will be what he created. He tries so often to get our attention. I mean, we used to have a prayer group in our home um, oh, for many, many, many years, and there was a lady in the prayer group who often had a prophetic gifting, and she had words of knowledge and whatever, and what she had this one word of knowledge, and she said that um, during the meeting, she said, I don't know, she said, it's a strange picture, she said. Um, there's like a box of chocolates and then there's a hand that's like just going in and taking a chocolate, and then that's it. She said, I, I, I have no idea what that means, but it might speak to somebody. And I'm sitting there thinking, go on, I can't believe you just said that. Because that morning, I had actually gone into our daughter's bedroom, and there had been a box of chocolates on one of the shelves, and the lid was just half open, and I thought, hmm. She won't miss one. And I'd gone and taken just one out and done it. Nobody knew, nobody saw, but the Lord knew. Can you imagine him giving that picture to somebody in our prayer group? And I'm thinking, I can't believe you'd said that. Anyway, I went up afterwards to her and I said, Chris, maybe you should pray with me. And she said, oh, sure, yes, that's okay, no problem. So we went in the other room and she said, what do you want me to pray about? I said, mm. It's the box of chocolates, I said. I don't quite know what God wants to say about that, but I actually did exactly what you just described. So she said, oh, okay, fine. So we sat and we prayed about it. Do you know, she said after about five minutes, he just wants to say, you don't read his word often enough. He just wanted to get my attention. I mean, how amazing is that? How ungodly is that? to see a picture of me whipping a chocolate. But that's personal. Like when you get a word like that, okay, okay, what do you want to say? What do you want to say? He's got a huge sense of humor, the Lord. He's really incredible. All that you could desire in somebody who is perfect is this wonderful sense of humor. He has it, he has it. And he longs for us to get to know him better and to share that with him to share that with him. I mean, I, uh, Charles has now come back, but, and I know I don't share this very often because Charles thinks it's a bit of a waste of time. But actually, when I had met the Lord a while, and um, then we had the, the other children, and Charles is very good at looking at children, after children if he has a specific time. It has to be like a time that it's to be done. And I needed to go up to London to buy a, um, a present for my niece, a christening present for my niece. And I knew what I wanted, a little silver vase like that. And so Charles agreed to look after our two children, and I could go up to London to do that. Okay, 
So I get in the car, and as I drive from our house, we live just outside the M25. So I had to go up the A40. And I just got, and the Lord said to me, go to Uxbridge. And I went, no, I've got four hours, and I'm going to London, and I'm going to spend time in Harrods, and it's going to be brilliant. And I go to Uxbridge. <laughs> so, okay, so I turned the car and went to Uxbridge, and I went into the jewellers that the Lord had said to go to, and I went in, and I said, look, I, I, I'm looking for a little silver vase about that big that you can put on top of the cake, you know, and have flowers in and everything. Oh, I know exactly what you want, he said. Yes, he said, we do sell them, but I haven't got one here. And I said, oh, that's okay. He said, no, 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 I'll just phone my other branch, he said, and see if, if they've got one. No, no, please, he said, it's no trouble. So, I, so he, off he went. 20 minutes later, he comes back. He'd phoned all their other branches, and they hadn't got one. But I had been there nearly half an hour. Okay, so he said, I'm so sorry. I said, that's quite all right. I'm going to London, and I know where I can go and get one, and that'll be fine. So I got back in the car, got back onto the A40, and I'm driving up the A40, and I said to the Lord, so what was all that about then? What was all that? Why did I have to go to Uxbridge and waste half an hour? And I start laughing. I start laughing. And I said to the Lord, I know what it is. Last weekend, Charles and I had gone up to London to go to Harrods, and we had driven up, and we'd driven into Hans Crescent, which is behind Harrods, and we had parked on a meter that was broken. So we hadn't had to pay anything for the parking. So I said to the Lord, oh, it's that meter, isn't it? It's for me. You had to delay me for half an hour because it's used, isn't it, at the moment? So you have to delay it until I can get there and it's going to be free. Fair enough, I said to him. And I'm laughing like an idiot. Put on the music, I'm singing, I'm dancing, and I'm laughing with the, not dancing, singing with the Lord and just praising God and whatever. I drive up to London, I drive past Harrods, into Hans Crescent behind, I drive up to the meter that I know is broken, and there's a car on it. So I stop the car. This is the truth. As I stop the car, a man comes out of a house, and he walks across the road, and he walks to his car, and he said, I'm just leaving. You can come here. I thank you very much, I said. He said, you're in luck. The meter is broken. Now, come on. Okay, believe it or not, that is what happened. And I am in hysterical laughter with our God. That was such a gift, and yet he laughs so often with us. He teases us. He wants us to have a relationship with him, which is like reality. He wants to be involved in everything that we do. He doesn't want us to have like a Sunday box in which he is. He's there all the time with everything. Walking in the Spirit, it's just being with the Lord and knowing he's being with us. Because of this treasure within us, it's being Christ to those who we meet. It's loving them with his love. We help them practically just because we can. Just because we can. Maybe... This is really helpful for people like my age or whatever. When I go into the shops these days, this top shelf, I've always something I want on the top shelf, and I can't reach it these days. And if we can just help somebody to reach up and take it, 
Just something simple like that. Maybe even opening a door for somebody or holding a door that you're going through so the person behind doesn't get it in their face. They're all such little things, and yet it's being the Lord. Maybe helping a mum who's out shopping and got a toddler and a pushchair and can't cope with doors being open or controlling things, just being there as a smiling help. Or sometimes we have an impulse to get in touch with somebody and we find that when we do get in touch with them, they've been longing to talk to somebody. They need you. The Lord has nudged us to do something and when we do it, we are him to those people. Even just smiling at complete strangers cheers them up. Just cheer them up. Just walk with a smile on your face and smile at people. And you can see them straightening up and smiling back sometimes or just ignoring you. That's not your problem. Just keep smiling because Christ is the treasure within you and he wants to be seen by those around us. There are so many ways which might seem small to you, but to the Lord, they get amazing because they could be in his plan and have unexpected fruit in the life of others. You know, when I think about looking Jesus' way or living Jesus' way, I've written down some things, and this is what I've just said. Jesus was pretty good on forgiveness. He was pretty good at that. He forgave. Don't seek to be praised. Don't seek for people to actually think what you're doing is good. Just get on with it and do it. If nobody says it was good, what does it matter? You didn't do it for praise. You did it because you wanted to do it for God. Try always when you speak to people to speak in love. That's not our nature, our natural love. It's our love of the Lord. It's the agape love, the unconditional love, which is the Lord has for us. Help that love to reach out to those you meet. Behave graciously towards other people. The grace of the Lord is amazing. We've sung about that so much. The grace is sufficient. Your grace for today, Lord, is all I need. It's all I need. Be gracious to each other. Do small acts of kindness, even anticipating what people will need. Just That's just reaching out, these little ways. And above all, don't retaliate when people do or say something which you really could go for them. Okay, you might need to do it, but try and do it calmly. But do it again in love. <clears throat> because you are Christ. You are Christ to those we meet. Let him act in you. I mean, it, to me, it's just such an incredible thing that he lives in me. I don't understand it. This God who created everything, who is unbelievably huge, he's just beyond my comprehension, and yet he lives in me? I don't understand that. I don't try to understand it, but that's what he says happens. And he wants to be seen by those around us. His desire, I know, is for us to be aware 
of his loving presence within. He wants us to share that good news with everyone else. You know, we can't help being happy if we know that reality. And so for me, walking in the spirit is an occasion for much joy. So try and look as if you're enjoying it. Amen. So thank you for taking the time to listen to these episodes. Our prayer is that as you listen and reflect on these teachings, that you'll be encouraged to continue your journey to maximize your potential to have a good and a happy life. So sign in again next week for more teaching on how you can follow the Jesus way to experience your life as filled with meaning, purpose, and joy. So God bless and stay safe.